calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Love's a Pitch, a podcast where people from the LGBTQ community come on and talk to me. They share their desires for their future love life. They tell me a little bit about what's going on right now. I try to dig into their past, resurface old wounds, and ultimately, I want somebody who's listening to either uh, reach out to them, make a connection, or... I recommend someone they know, and then everybody will get connected, the community will grow, flourish, because we'll all be in love and happy, and our endorphins will be going, and then we can take over the world. I'm your host, Carolyn Bergier. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, Excited for today's guest. It's always nice to get to know somebody new. But before we get to that, I want to remind you, you can follow this podcast at Loves a Pitch on Instagram, or you can follow me personally at TGI Carolyn. I am a comedian. Uh, I am doing stand-up comedy shows more often these days. So if you want to come see me do some comedy, it's very different than anything you will hear on this podcast. So I appreciate the support. Now let's get to today's guest. Olivia Titus, welcome to Love's a Pitch. It's so good to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're meeting for the first time. And I mean, I don't want to jump into anything that might be a reveal on your pitch. So we can cut this out if that's the case. But sure. as somebody who works in reality TV, how do you feel about talking to me, a Bravo influencer? First of all, so excited, especially because of everything that's been going on related to like dating and love in the Bravo universe. Like, oh, I, boy. I was hoping that you would bring this up. <laughs> no, but if I was telling Caitlin, your editor, this it's so interesting being on this side. Like I literally had to like follow my own advice with like sun up and stuff. And I was like, I understand now what my talent feels like when I interview them for the shows that I'm working on. So it's very oh, that's so fun. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll have plenty of time to get into all of that. <laughs> Let's just start off. First off, how do you identify? Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And I I like to say that I'm like a queer woman. That's okay. usually what I, I go by. Yeah. Great. And let's get into your pitch. Tell our listeners why you think you're a catch. 
Yeah. So my pitch does start with, my name is Olivia. In real life, I'm a reality TV casting and development associate producer. So I am aiming to make my life like the queer bachelorette that we all deserve, but have yet to see on our screens. We're working on it. We are. <laughs> there are people in on the ground uh, trying to work on it. I am super family oriented. I come from a family where the number of people in the LGBTQ community are starting to outnumber those who are not in the community. So I've grown up even before I was out surrounded by this super accepting community. Um, when I'm not working, you can definitely find me at Ginger's with all my friends, just like either around the pool table or out back. We are always looking for meeting, you know, new fun folks <laughs> in the community. And yeah, newly single and just really looking to see what's out there and what comes my way. How newly single? We broke up beginning of December. So it's about like three months, but we, you know, ended things amicably and we are moving on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like how long had you been together? We had been like, it's so, this is why I feel like it's so messy. We had been like together for six months, but only really dating officially for three out of those six months. So okay. dating cows for three, it was, it's just a whole thing. But yeah, we're very, we're still on good terms. Everything's all good. Are you going to be friends or is it just like if you run into her at Ginger's, it's not a big deal? No, we are genuinely friends. Um, okay. We had a lot of mutual friends, which is how we met. So it's kind of like mom and dad got divorced and we're keeping right. keeping things good for the kids. But it's all it's genuinely it's all good. Was that something that you were really nervous about when like, like who who made the first move? I've been in this situation before where mm -hmm. I asked somebody out in the friends group and it was like, this is risky. It's very nerve-wracking. I think the one thing that we did that made it really successful from the jump is like even before we moved our friendship from like platonic to romantic, we were like, here are the ground rules. Like even if this like nose dives and you know the Titanic sinks or we hit the iceberg, like these are some boundaries that we're gonna have in place so that like we can make the transition out of our romantic relationship as smooth as possible. And so far, I mean, it's, it is a breakup, you know, but we both have, have made efforts to make it as successful as possible and to not make it like our friends problem. So we're hanging out in a couple of weeks with all our friends. Like it's, it's all good. We'll be, we'll be good to go. <laughs> that sounds super healthy. And I also feel like, I don't know, it, is it a new trend or is it something that like Instagram therapists told us to do? Because I feel like. That's something I've been doing at the beginning of seeing someone talking about the end. Yeah. Just being like, hey, this might not, uh, th this has an expiration date. So let's get on the same page right now about how we'll handle it when it comes that way. <laughs> yes. It was new to me because obviously like when you get married and you have a prenup conversation, like exactly. you're like, I don't want this to end. Yeah. Like I'm not planning on this to end, but like we have to be realistic, right? Like Things change, people change. So if that does, like, how can we make this as healthy as it started? It's a lot of communication. It's a lot. I mean, even still, we have very firm boundaries or things we will never discuss. But it's so far, so far, so good. So if they're listening, hi, I, you're the best. Like, we're, we're all good. <laughs> yeah, sorry to come out of the gate making you talk about your most recent ex, but like, that's the queer experience. It's totally. Literally, it could not be. It's it's such, it's the New York queer scene, so. So you love Ginger's. What do you love about it? Let's talk about for for listeners who don't know, Ginger's is a gay bar in Brooklyn. It's kind of like an Irish pub. Yeah, it's a dive bar. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. 
It's for me, as somebody who like, I've only been out for about two and a half years, like fully out, like publicly. And so that's like one of the first places I went to kind of like build a community because all my queer friends are out of state. Like they're my hometown friends that I've grown up with. I lovingly call them like my founding fathers because they've been out since like high school. And I wanted to build the community that I have in New York. So I just like moseyed in one night and everyone was so accepting. The vibes, this is going to sound so melody, but the vibes are really good. It's just like people of, you know, a common thread and, you know, it's just the most welcoming, fun community. They're always doing like activities and stuff. And yeah, I just kind of built a little friend group. And now that's where we kind of like on like a random Wednesday, if someone wants to grab a drink, it's kind of like who's here, who's around. And we all just know to meet there. I don't know if you know this, but Ginger's is actually the origin of Love's a Pitch because the manager asked me to put on a show for Valentine's Day in 2021. And I was like, okay, I guess I have to come up with some type of dating show. And we did it at Ginger's and it was Love's a Pitch and it was really chaotic and it was very fun. It was just like, they were just going through changes with their whole audio system. There mm-hmm. there were a lot of quirks, let's say, but I think everybody had a fun time and it was packed. But Ginger's, yeah, something I love about it is it feels kind of like a true neighborhood bar. So when you go there, it really it's like the gay cheers. Like you just see the 100%. same people over and over. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Everyone kind of like everyone at some point, like like I've seen people like multiple times and like at some point, like we will find out that we have a mutual friend or like something. And it, it, right. yeah, it's cheer. Gay cheers, which is what I, I need and I love. <laughs> yeah. And I also love one, one of my really good friends is sober and she goes there regularly because she lives nearby. And mm-hmm. to find like a bar that you feel comfortable in as a sober person, I think speaks a lot to the environment, you know, that the bartenders are like chill and understanding and not you know, rolling their eyes when you get a seltzer. Yeah, I agree. And they also do a really good job, too, of, like, I've had friends who are sober that go and they are super impressed with, like, their non, like, ABV uh, right. selection and stuff. They really do try to accommodate everyone that walks in and, like, every, whether it's, like, sexuality or it's, like, your sober preference or whatever. Like, I just think they they just do a really good job of accommodation, which is great. Would you ever take a date to Ginger's? That's a great question. So I have had friends who have, and I think I would if I knew that like none of my friends were there only because like it's almost like I would get like really like I, I wouldn't want my friends to like see how I date you know what I mean but like <laughs> something yes like but I don't want my friends to know like how I act on a first date like I just would be so nervous but like yeah. second or third date absolutely and I've had friends who have brought like first dates to gingers and like it's just turned into like a fun hang which is like great because especially if it's like you're not vibing or whatever, you kind of have that safety net of like, well, come right. meet my friends. And like, you know what I mean? Like I the pressure's off me. But for me personally, when I'm on a first date, I want to get to know someone. I want to have like as little distractions as possible. But like, have I kept it in my back pocket of like somebody wants to like hang out and continue whatever and I'm not necessarily romantically interested? Yes. I'm like, okay, let's go to Ginger's <laughs> because I have friends that are there and like, you know, we can continue on in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's tricky because it's like it always feels nice to be in a queer space where you don't have to worry about just like the energy of straight cis men. I don't know. I, I've i gone to places where I like forgot how overwhelmingly bro they were like on a first yeah. day. And then I'm like, this energy is so distracting. But then you don't want to be at a gay bar that you frequent regularly because also 
people are just constantly coming up to you to say like hi or <laughs> and like yeah. interrupting. You have you to know. like my friend who's done it like she like has a full signal and like if the date's going well, like if you start to approach like she'll give you the signal and we'll be like, oh, okay, we're going to, we're going to reel it back. Like, wait, I love is, it. I'll buy later. But like, yeah, that's exactly, I would have to have like a full, like if it's going well, being like, like right, like right. come by a little bit later. Like, yeah, but that's the only thing I'd be worried about. That's so funny. What is your type? Do you have one or are you still exploring that? I, my type, that's a great question. I think my type, normally I go for more, like I like being the most femme. Like that's where, I don't know. I just, I'm not really attracted to other femmes i don't know why like if you have a makeup routine that is longer than mine like it's just not going to work and i i don't know why um so i tend to go for more mask androgynous but like also like some of my exes have been like chapstick lesbian like so it's totally like it's as long as i'm the most femme for whatever reason that seems to yeah. be my vibe like that be my type all right <laughs> and how did you get into reality tv i'm so curious to hear oh my gosh i so i originally like most kids, like I grew up in like a small suburban town. I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to do the whole like pack up my bags, 18 years old and move to New York City. And then I went to college for theater performance. And what, what's very the much small like, town that you sorry to interrupt. Uh, what's the small town that you grew up in? I grew up in uh, where I'm currently am right now. I am uh, from a small town called Mansfield, about 45 minutes south of Boston. Okay, um, And it's pretty suburb. I call it a small town coming from New York. Like, you know, like the big thing that you do is like. I and mean, like high school football games were like the big event on a Friday night. Like that's sort okay. of the environment that I come from. Great. So when I went to New York and it was such a big new environment, like I was like, I want to be an actor. And then uh, I went to college for that reason. Slowly realized about halfway through that like performing wasn't my gig, but I loved television. And I loved like when I would watch a reality TV show, not only did I like the content, but I wanted to know like, how did the producers in the confessionals know to ask certain questions to get certain answers to make the show really great? And I realized like not everyone watching TV had that desire. Um, I also have, I'm not a Nepo baby, but I have a dad who is in sports television. He is a cameraman for all Boston sports. So I kind of knew about like certain avenues of the industry. So it seemed kind of natural when I wanted to stop performing to transition into what I loved, which was unscripted TV. So I started after I graduated. I just started applying for jobs and here we are <laughs> wow yeah that is such an art the producer asking the questions and yeah like, like so much of it is influenced by the behind the scenes people oh, you, they know like as soon as they ask a question they already know the answer that they expect from you like it's, yeah. it's such an art science it's incredible one time i was on a game show that had a reality tv component it failed uh, because let me tell you, trivia nerds were not were not stirring up drama, but they were trying to, and these poor producers were like pulling it out of you. Yeah, they they were like trying to see if there was going to be like a fling between me and one of the other contestants, and I'm like, I'm gay, like, <laughs> and I think that was very clear in my audition. Like, <laughs> look at the notes. You're like, read the room, please. Like, whatever you're trying to make happen. And that, that happens all the time, too. I feel like sometimes people try to put, like, a square peg in a round hole, and it does not translate well. Like, as an audience viewer, you're like, what are they doing? Right. Like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> right. What are some of your favorite shows? Oh, like, in, like, in that I watch or that I've worked on? Both. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I would say I did Cash Cab on Bravo um yes. one season that was really exciting i did the tv show maury that's how i started my career which is just like that was absolute the best kind and 
chaotic and it was amazing. I would say I've also done like Indian matchmaking. That was really exciting. And then I've been doing a bunch of like game shows recently. So I'm currently working on Lingo with RuPaul, which is just so much fun. And then as a fan, I lived for like any TLC reality show. Like I love Your 90 Day Fiance. I love Thousand Pound Sisters. I watch everything on Bravo, quite literally everything on Bravo, because I think that they are just like trailblazers in the industry. So I love Your Vanderpump. I love Summer House all the housewives. And then, yeah, I think like, I think that's really all I watch. Like I try to like keep up with the industry, but those are my, like if I'm turning on the TV, that's my bread and butter. And how did you fare with the the Vanderpump? New, I mean, by the time that this episode comes out, no, who knows what, what will have evolved from there. But uh... it happened while I was truly at work. And like I knew I literally thought like like a relative had died because three different like like I had th- I was in three different group chats and all it said was like, did you hear the news? And I was like, no, like, what what notes am I supposed to know? And then when I like started reading everything, like I was just in shock because I didn't see it coming. I've been watching the show for years. I'm a huge fan. And I was like, oh, it threw me for a huge loop. So I can only imagine like everyone else, you know, someone who's like in the industry, like, but no, this is like, they're scrambling right now to like get cameras up and to catch they can that they've already missed. So this is, this is huge. This is huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't watch the show, but so many people in my life were posting that. I'm like, I've never witnessed like a reality TV. It's, it's I feel like it's, joined like so many people you know what i mean like whether like it's it's just it, so many people whether you watch reality tv or not like you suddenly know about this or you've done your research or whatever it's crazy and now they have so many more viewers which is great yeah what are your feelings on cheating since we're talking about it i my thing about cheating is like personally like if you cheat on me if I'm in a relationship with somebody where we're in a monogamous relationship and you cheat on me, like there's no going back. Like I would never personally be able to trust someone. There will always be that little seed of doubt in my mind. And I believe if you're in a relationship with somebody, like you should have a hundred percent trust in your partner and they deserve that. If you cheat on me, like to me, that says like yeah. you didn't know how to bow out gracefully. So this is the avenue that you went down. And like it's there's no, there's no take two after that. So that's how I feel. Have you ever cheated on anyone? No, I would, I would never, I would, I will get out before that happens. And then I would also like give it some time. You know what I mean? Like I would always, if there were somebody that even I was like, huh, I would always leave a situation and then be like, okay, let's calm it down a second and then go pursue. Cause I'd always want to approach new relationships with like fresh eyes, you know, without like any sort right. of outside influence or whatever. So I'd always want to be sure that like I've worked through whatever relationship that yeah. I just got out of. I'm ready to move on. So now we can pursue something. Very healthy. Very healthy. We <laughs> tried. Right. Like my therapist, she's worked overtime though. We love her. <laughs> I mean, I would expect most people when I ask them how they feel about cheating, they're like, oh, it's not great. But then I also know people who are serial cheaters and it's because they don't know how to end relationships. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like no, no judgment. Like I, you know, like, yeah. No, if you have done it, I'm not like you are the worst. No, absolutely not. Like I, I understand that sometimes things don't always happen the way people would like to. Um, it's just not, it's just not something that I want. You know, no one wants it, but it's just something that I put up with or I, I would tolerate. Right. As somebody who's been on the end of being cheated on, it sucks. It does. It's like, it, like you said, it can be very, very hard to recover from and to not. Like, I think cheating is on a list of unforgivables. Like, I don't know if the list is that long. I feel like 
I can be very forgiving, but that one, especially having had the experience in like my early 20s of having gone through it, I know that like, no, this will just be like prolonged misery trying to <laughs> to get through it. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's like I have and I have friends who like your friends or people just in my social circle who have been cheated on and then they try to give it a second chance and good for you. Like you, you are really like you are a much better person than I am. It takes a lot on both parties. I just don't know if personally I would ever be able to get over that. I don't know. It was just always, like I said, always be in the back of my mind. Like I would always look at you a little bit. Like every time you look at your phone, I would be like, what are you doing? And I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> right, right. And then, yeah, l- like you though, I can also like have, I'm not saying that everybody who does it is bad because I I know people and care a lot about people who have done that before. And it's, you know, every circumstance is, is so different. So with the Vanderpump rule thing, uh, my one friend was like, oh, there's no coming back for him. I'm like, really? People won't just forgive him? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, I don't know enough of the the case, but I feel like for reality TV, when it's people you don't know and you're kind of at a distance, you, you could get over it. <laughs> but no, people seem like personally offended. And that's what I think, like, people have been, like, rooting for this couple for years so i think like yeah as viewers like people are just i mean i don't know if they're but like people are taking the news as if they are the ones that have been cheated on and i think what makes go work at the end of the day is like you want to be rooting for people i don't think people are going to root for him anymore like i don't think people want to see him succeed in any way shape or form so i do feel like this decision could be a kiss of death for him because no one's going to want to watch him try to like come back from that you know like it's yeah. like where do you go from there when you've messed up that badly right it's like who's gonna want to watch that they're gonna want to watch ariana like they're gonna watch her succeed and her start dating and her doing all these things but and especially if he continues his relationship with raquel like n- no one's gonna no one's gonna want to see that you know i think people are, are over the um allure of him now so we'll see <laughs> Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Do you have any other unforgivables on your list? Cheating is number one. I think unforgivables. I'm trying to think. Like, personally, if, like, if one of my friends, like, to me, it's, like, cheating, and it's also, like, kind of, and I'm going to say this, I don't know if people will agree with this, but, like, if I break up with somebody and, like, one of my friends then tries to start, like, that's, to me, like, an unforgivable, and I know I'm in the minority about that, but I don't like to... I don't like to, if I was in a relationship with somebody and I cared about somebody so much and then one of my friends tries to like take over or like have my leftovers, like that to me is like an unforgivable, or at least like a major red flag. Like I'm like, why would you, I don't like to sort of like, I don't know what's that saying. Like, yeah, what is it? I don't know if I can swear. I apologize. Like shit where you eat or something. To me, like that makes right 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 um basically i try to live my life like it's like literally as drama free as possible and so to me like anything that's gonna like 
bring unnecessary drama is like an unforgivable or at least a major red flag. Like, I just don't need that. Like, that to me would be really yeah. messy. Yeah, you're keeping your drama in the workplace. That's keeping your drama. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's different. Like, you know, I've had friends where it's like, you know, we've had situations where like I've like casually dated someone and they like, that's totally fine. If I don't have a relationship with somebody, like, that's good. But if you go after somebody that I cared about so much, like, that to me is unforgivable. You know, my feelings, you know, that that would hurt me. So, like, if you do that, then yeah, that would be an unforgivable. Even if you thought they were soulmates. See, I don't know, but I, people always say that. Like, I guess, like, there, I guess like if I genuinely thought they were soulmates, that I'd be like, yeah. But like, that's fair. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I have to see. <laughs> I haven't, but like, I haven't been in this situation. I've, it's through other friends that I've seen go through that I'm like, oh, this is on my list. Like, I'm putting this on my list to protect myself, like preemptively. Um, but so far, yeah, every time that I've seen somebody try to do that, it's always crashed and burned. So I'm like, yeah, we're just going to stay away from, we're going to stay away from that. Yeah, it's funny because in the queer community, I guess it can feel so insular and it can feel like, well, we don't have as many options of who's right. single and available to, to date. So in one sense, you're like, is it fair to limit that? But then I've seen it play out where it is, it feels like the most cruel and hurtful thing. <laughs> like, you know, and it, it all depends on the breakup. Yeah, that's exactly like if I, if it was like a breakup that like I really took so hard, like I was still reeling from, like not great. But if it was somebody I was like, oh my God, like did not mean anything. Please go for it. You know, like please, you can try. It did work for me, but like maybe it'll work for you. You know, like that's totally right. Fine. Right. I think if it's, if it was a situation where I was really hurt by somebody or I really went through the ringer with somebody and then you tried, Ooh, like I just I don't know if I could if I could look at that person the same. Like, were you just like was I like a trial period? You know, like were you just watching to see what I went through and then you're gonna like yeah know, use my mistakes or whatever? But luckily that has not happened. But it's something again that I've seen that I'm like it makes me nervous. <laughs> Do you make the first move? That's a great question. I like in public I get a little shy. You know what I mean? Like I'm always like and especially like like I don't know like I'm always like nervous about stepping on someone else's toes and like especially like. I feel like the most embarrassing moment is when you go approach somebody and then like they're in a relationship and like the girlfriend's in the corner. Like that just makes me, that's my actual worst nightmare. Um, But like on like the dating apps, like, yes, absolutely. Like I'm always like, I hate small talk. I would rather like see someone face to face and see if we connect. So I'm like, let's go. Like after a while, I'm like, let's go grab a drink or whatever. But in like the wild, I tend to a little more shy. I, I definitely just go off of, I if I get the vibes or if I get the the feeling that this is something then yes absolutely but i just i just get so nervous about rejection i feel like the scenario you brought up that that's the best case scenario for rejection is like oh my girlfriend's here and then it's like okay so it's not me (laughs) (laughs) literally true but then i'm always afraid that the girlfriend's gonna be like i'm always afraid of like retaliation of like the girlfriend just being like again because i work in reality tv so i'm always thinking like most dramatic case scenario always I'm always afraid that she's going to be like, you try. It's like, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Like, I would I would have right, never approached right. had I not known. <laughs> always afraid of that happening. I mean, you brought up the apps. You knew we were probably going to talk about it. What's your experience on the apps? Which ones are you on? Which ones do you hope to never be on again? I use the most frequently Bumble and Hinge. I'm on Tinder. But Tinder to me is like a minefield a little bit. Like there's just a lot of everything on tinder so it's a little overwhelming but i mainly use bumble and hinge 
I think hinges a little more like people are a little more like honest. People are more forthcoming with what they want, what they don't want. So that's what I like. Do I have success on the apps? I don't know. I feel like it's seasonal at this point. <laughs> like it depends. Like sometimes I have like seasonal. periods where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to so many people. And sometimes it's like, it's like there's tumbleweeds going through the apps, but it's hard. <laughs> Dating yeah. is hard in general. What's the hardest part for you? I was just telling one of my friends, I feel like going through the apps is like clearance shopping. You know what I mean? Like there could be a gem, you know, somewhere within the rocks, but you have to swipe through and you have to go through a lot of what you don't want for the possibility of like you finding a designer jacket on super sale that you can afford, you know, like that's like, and sometimes I just don't have the patience to like go through and swipe and swipe and swipe. Um, but, you know, there's some really great people out there. So, like, that's why I also feel like I need to be on them because we might not cross paths otherwise. So it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes on apps, I'll see a, a profile and then be like, I wonder what this person is like. Like, if I met them at a bar, would I have a different impression of them than I would on this profile? And I'm like, I think I would. Like, here what they're putting out, I'm like, I don't know. But then if I randomly saw them at a bar, I'd be like, oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. But sometimes I'm like so glad because I'm like, I'm so glad we didn't meet in like a bar because I feel like some people just the red flags, you see them right away. Like sometimes how people write their profile, I'm like, oh, thank you. Like I don't have to like, this is something I got in two seconds that I didn't have to have like a 20 minute conversation with alcohol. Like, thank you. Like right. the trash took itself out. What are those red flags? Like, I think one of the things that I see that really just like turns me off is like the aggression that people have on their like profiles when they write like, not this, not looking for this, like, <laughs> right, if you feel I'm like, calm down, like, it's, it's not that deep, like, yeah, you know, give people a shot like that to me is really just like a red, it's just like not something that I'm into. Also, like, I just sometimes like people and this is gonna be so but like, you know how like cis straight women have like the guy with the fish photo. Like sometimes in the queer community, it's like, you know, the photo with like just your abs showing in every single photo for me is like a little much, you know, or it's just like not what I'm looking for, you know, like, do we have anything else that we can lead with? That's I'm so proud of you. Like, I wish I had that. <laughs> I don't. Um, Your commitment is truly more than mine. But do we have anything else to lead with? You know, is there anything else that we got going on other than yeah. we have a six pack or ready to show it? You know, that to me is a digging up red flag. For me, and I'm only on one app, uh, which is Field, but like the equivalent of the the fish photo is women at Burning Man. Ooh. And it's like nothing against Burning Man, but anytime I just see, I'm like, no. <laughs> I, like I know people who've been to Burning Man, they have great experiences. I've been like curious about it. I'm like, maybe, but I can't with the dust and the the sun exposure. But <laughs> funny. And it's like a lot of planning. and Oh, I agree. And it's also like you get like one photo, right? Like that's like your one thing. And like, show me more. Like I love when people clearly have, which is I get it. Like if you're at a wedding and you have like your full glam and your full makeup, like again, like maybe that's like one photo, but then it's like seven of you at the same wedding. I'm like, what do you look like in real life? Like, what do you look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like, and I understand, I understand, but I have yet to see a Burning Man photo. Oh, man. I don't know why, but I feel like every fifth person has has a Burning Man photo. No, I'm not on that side of the dating app, but I will. Now I'm going to be hyper conscious of this. I'm going to be like, ooh, are you a Burning Man? Where is this photo taken? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but like everything else could be great. And then that'll be the one thing that I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think I can. And it feels very unfair. And I hope some burners uh, write in and are like, hey. Oh, I I can fully imagine people being like, well, you clearly don't go to the gym. So this is why they, yes, I know I'm aware, but we also wouldn't. That's all like one of the things they look at, like, like if you are 100% as a curvier person, like if you were up in the gym seven days a week, like Gwyneth Paltrow level nutritional diet plan, like we're not going to work out. Like I am, it's just, I'm so sorry. And you were probably a great person, but like, I like my food. I like my like hot girl walk. Yeah. And that's really about it. Like, <laughs> I saw a clip that's been like going around on Twitter. It is kind of mean, like people are really being mean about how Gwyneth Paltrow looks old for like all the the stuff that she's doing I'm like I don't think we should age shame no people you know like it's not but also hearing her talk about how her lunch is bone broth and her dinner is veggies I'm like this is sad it's sad but it's also it's so like I'm like you don't eat anything and then you do like an hour of cardio and then you sit in a sauna for an hour I'm like is someone watching? I'm like, is someone watching you? Like, are you, how are you not like yeah. passing out? Like, it's a genuine concern. It, truly, truly. Do you mind sharing what your dating profile says, or like a synopsis, or you can read it off the phone? Sure. Hold on. Let me. Let me. One of my friends said this was a really. I, I again, everything is subjective. Hold on. Let me pull it up. So I, I have right now on my profile. I pretty much just copy and paste the same thing. It says, "Fancy seeing you here." Because normally I see the same. <laughs> Looking for someone who knows a good thing when they see it. Let's go grab a drink. And then it says Queens by way of Boston. I keep it short and sweet. Nice. All right. Yeah. Do you swipe on people you know? Yes. But everyone knows that if I if I know you in real life and we swipe, it's because I think it's funny. Like, you know what I mean? It's because I'm like, I see you. Same. Uh, I just swiped yeah. on uh, a mutual friend that I know is back on the apps after like a pretty rough breakup. And I just swiped right on them. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I see you like, <laughs> good luck. And then like, that was it. Like, it was not like, I'm not professing my love to you. But I just think it's, I just think it's funny. I'm like a five year old. I'm like, ha ha. Like, I know. <laughs> like, I found you. <laughs> I'm like, I wish you could attach a, a note with the swipe because I'm like, oh, it's just fun. It's like another app where I want to be connected with my friends uh, and people I know, but I don't want them to overthink it. But like, also, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> it's depends. Like with like my close, close friends, like I and I have no shame. I'll take a screenshot and I'll be like, I'm sure, like you sure, look sure. so great. Like this is like a great profile. But if it's like someone I just have a mutual connection, like I've been guilty in the past of like swiping right on somebody that I'm like, if this if this stays platonic, it stays platonic. And if it happens, like who knows? I have zero expectations on dating apps. So we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. If you're in a relationship with somebody, what would they say are your best qualities? Oh, okay. Best qualities. I would say I'm a great listener. I, I mean, I like to think so. Like, they think that I give as much as I take. So, like, I really make sure to make my partner feel seen and heard. Um, I, my like love language, and I know this is like people feel differently about love languages, but like in the terms of how I go, Affection is through like acts of service, is through uh quality time and things like that. So I really think like prioritizing my partner is something that I I like to think that I do really well. Um also it's like never a dull moment in my in my life, especially with my line of work and things like that. Like I, I don't know. I like to think that I there's variety and there's fun and there's joy. I don't know. 
that's what I think I bring to the table. <laughs> Would you date somebody who hates reality TV? Yes, I have. I absolutely have. Um, and like my family, so my family has very strong opinions about reality TV. So I've learned it's not everyone's thing. I totally get that. You know, I understand like just like I've dated people who are really into like D&D and like that's not necessarily like my thing. Like I support you in that. Right. Like that's great. Just as long as I've had people who I've dated who don't like the fact that like that's my career and they feel some type of way people who work in the entertainment industry so as long um, as like you respect what i do, yeah that's all I'm about. yeah it's an art form should be treated as such sure <laughs> like, yeah, i, I appreciate think so that. i don't know what would be an ideal first date that somebody would take you off Ooh. so like they're planning it give them some tips First of all, just planning the date is such a big deal because I feel like I am a big planner in my life. So the fact that somebody would like plan one for me and like I wouldn't have to do anything is just such, oh my God, it would be so great. I'm a little old school in the sense that I like like a dinner. It doesn't have to be like a super formal dinner, but I just like any situation where like I can get to know someone one-on-one without a lot of distractions, I think is really helpful. And it's like a dinner. I like you know, like especially in the summer, like an early dinner, and then we go walk around somewhere, like a scenic view, just anywhere where I can really get to know someone is so key. And then also, like if I like say something or I mention something, like oh, I like this type of cuisine, or like I like this, and then they somehow like incorporate it without me having to ask. Like I, it's incredible. Like ten out of ten for me. Love that. What's your astrological sign? I'm an Aries. Aries. And are you into astrology? Are there certain signs you feel like you're more compatible with than others? I don't know enough about it. Like I know like a little like about my sign, but I don't know enough about others. I like it in the sense that I think it's fun. I don't take it too seriously. Like I've had people be like, Ooh, you're an Aries with the Capricorn moon. And like, that's not like my thing. And I'm like, what, what? Like you're really like <laughs> people based on that. Okay. Um, I don't know enough to say, but I like, it. I think it's like quite fun. Aries season is approaching. So whatever that means, I'm really excited. Apparently it's like my prime of the year. So like, that's really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you have a birthday sort of coming up ish really yeah my birthday is march 24th are you into your birthday are you a birthday person yes and the only reason why i say that is because um around my birthday i'm always house sitting for my parents because they go away they need someone to watch the house their dog and i work from home so for the past couple of years i've been throwing like themed house parties so last year it was a pajama party and this year, and I promise I have more personality traits than like I work in reality TV. Um, but this year I made it a season 28, cause I'll be 28 premiere party. I had all my friends dress up in costume as their favorite reality TV show or reality TV star. And also I'm the child of an event planner. So like any excuse to throw a party, I am there. I turned one of my closets into a confessional and like put my laptop up and had my friends like record can like their confessionals oh my god i got some really juicy stuff i have an hour of footage i have to go it's so great so yes so i as much as i like to say like no i'm not a bird i'm just so low-key i am not i like any excuse to throw a party and hang out with my friends and just have a situation that's not like we're going out to a bar or we're going out to a restaurant anything that i can make different is is what's gonna happen but i'm not obnoxious about it i promise i'm not obnoxious about it it's really fun <laughs> Uh, can you throw that party again, but in New York and invite me? Because that sounds like the most fun party. Oh, I love a theme party, <laughs> but I've never been to one that's like reality TV and with a confessional and that I, I'm in love with that. I'm not even that big a reality TV person, but that sounds like so much fun. 
my friend, I, sh- I have the best group of friends. Like they also aren't super into reality TV, but like my friend came dressed head to toe as Judge Judy, like fully like made with the wig. Like it was so good. Her husband came in Guy Fieri also oh came. Oh my God. The rest of the nines. Like, yes. So you're, you're cut. We're, we're hosting this. We'll, we'll do a reality TV ex- loves a bitch collaboration. And We'll do it at Ginger's. Well, They're I'm always so looking excited. for new events. Let's just do a reality TV party at Ginger's. Uh, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm so down. I'm. Do you need tips? Like, I'll I'll bring the props. Like, we're good. Like, we've already we've already worked out the case yes. at this point. So, like, it's it's ready. It's locked and loaded. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, I love that. Well, where can we go from there? That's a great place, I think, for us to st- <laughs> to stop. <laughs> so what kind of people do you want reaching out to you? Like um, in terms of, I don't know, like, do they have to be New York based, age range, that kind of stuff, genders, uh, whatever you want? And how should they reach out to you? I would say I, you know, at this point, like, as long as you are not a cis straight man, DMs are open at this point. Like, let's see what happens. I personally, I'm single now. End goal is like a monogamous relationship all of that like i definitely want to this seems to be important as the older i get would love to get married love to have kids would love that so that's super important yeah as far as like aesthetics go no preference and then you can find me both on instagram and tiktok at olivia titus official amazing olivia thank you so much and i hope uh your dms are filled with really fun lovely people who are going to plan a thoughtful date for you. Thank you. Me too. Let's, let's manifest that. Thing. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> wow. Doesn't Olivia just seem like such a fun and cool person? I cannot wait to meet her IRL and hang out and hopefully have a themed party that, you know, maybe you listening could come to and bring your friends. Thank you so much to tuning into this episode of Love's a Pitch. And I do want to let you know if you've made it this far, this might be the last episode of this podcast. Uh, If you've been listening every week, thank you. It's been a fun project for me to start. As you probably know, it's based on a live show that I do in Brooklyn, and I'm going to continue to do that show. But I'm stepping away from podcasting for a little bit. That's what I told myself I was going to do when I ended my last podcast. And I just kept getting sucked back in and wanting to put my mouth by a microphone in the privacy of my own home. But now I want to focus on putting my mouth by microphones in basements around New York and telling jokes. So that's the deal. But thank you. Uh, You never know when things are going to pop up, though. So continue to follow at Loves a Pitch on Instagram. Be sure to follow me at TGI Carolyn on Instagram and on TikTok. I'll be putting stuff up there. And this podcast, I couldn't have made it without the help of my producer, Caitlin White, who's been fabulous. Music is by Velico. Thanks again. Hope you all have the most luck in love, whether that's platonic, romantic, sexual. Just go out there, get it, fulfill the gay agenda, and be happy. Hey. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.